welcome to The Recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon recap, or resting in exegetical certainties about pericopes, recap. Today we're talking about the pericope in Ephesians 5, 1 through 21. Is it a pericope if it's an epistolatory letter? Like, it's just a paragraph, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it can be anything. <laughs> yeah. Pericopes aren't just We found. could call it that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think it'd be wrong. It, aren't all paragraphs pericopes, but not all pericopes are paragraphs? You can Google that later <laughs> and tell us. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not going to take the time here. Uh, Ephesians 5, walk in light, walk in walk love, in. walk in wisdom. Or is it love, light? Love, wisdom. light, wisdom. Love, light, wisdom. There it is. It's good. I think that's a Spice Girl song. Something like that. I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, they might actually be. <laughs> He's not on a microphone. Oh, yeah. Ethan's not on the microphone. He's having, having some cross commentary here. Uh, Ephesians 5, what's it about, Dave? It's about walking, but tell us more. It's kind of the dominant verb from really, really all through chapters 4 and 5 and into 6. Um but yeah, he starts out by by talking about walking in love as beloved children. So we we walk in the love that we've been loved with as beloved children, knowing that Christ gave Himself up for us. And then he goes into um, a list of various things that wouldn't be walking in love. Is how I take it: um, like sexual immorality, covetousness, idolatry, crude joking. And says to replace those things with thanksgiving, uh, which I think, again, is him going after their hearts to say, if you know who you are and you know how you've been loved and you, you think about that and you're thankful for that, then you'll, you'll want to see these other unfitting things be pressed out of your life and instead walk more in who you actually are. In fact, if you don't see that happen in your life, little by little, Without, you know, if you, if you partake in sexual immorality, covetousness, all these things that he lists without any repentance, then, uh, then there's no inheritance in the kingdom of God. So a pretty, pretty solemn warning. Um, and he goes on from there to say, I think, therefore, <laughs> walk as children of light. So the reason that you're not going to be given to darkness um, is that you're children of light now. So, so walk in the light because you are children of light. And not only walk in the light by avoiding what's evil, but walk in the light by exposing what's evil. Um, so not being afraid to call what God says wrong is wrong and what God says right is right and living uh, in a way that avoids what God says is wrong and uh, is a sweet testimony of what God says is right. And I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think Paul is mainly thinking grand scale, like maybe we would, like politics or I think he's saying like in your neighborhood, in this city that you're in, as you're interacting with the people around you, walk in a way so that as you're in the light, their darkness is exposed and then they actually see and they become light is actually the argument there. So you're walking as an ambassador for Christ, a light for Christ in a dark place in the hopes that it would become light. Um, because you're a loved child um, in, a, in a different family now. And then with all that in mind, knowing all the darkness around them, knowing the call to walk in love and walk in light, he says you're going to need a lot of wisdom. You know, make best use, to, 
make the best use of the time because the days are evil. That's, a, I just think, another way to say dark, darkness. Um, and do that together is basically the call. Uh, do that with the church. Compel each other towards the light, towards the love of Christ. Remind each other of it as you gather for corporate worship. Um, so I said, I think I said, you know, the surprising uh, way to oppose walking in all this impurity is Thanksgiving and the surprising way to, you know, be against the darkness and against foolishness is corporate worship. Um, and all that that kind of does in our hearts as we gather together to remember who we are, <coughs> remember what light is and call each other to that as we rehearse the gospel and word and song and prayer and all that. So walk. So the Christian life is one to be walked. God's prepared good works for us to walk in and Paul's trying to help them do that. Feels very pastoral to me, like a very pastoral section. Yeah. yeah. You sounded very pastoral for the last four minutes or so here. Nick, you have any follow up or uh formula and racing <clears throat> over here? Do you have any follow up without your uh microphone? He doesn't have a mic. Yeah. You can just lean into mine, Ethan. Meepy. Um I thought it was great. <clears throat> um do you think that the participles in verse nineteen <laughs> you knew I was gonna say this, didn't yeah. you? Such a worship pastor question. Are yes, pri- I do. Primarily, whatever you, whatever you think is what I think. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I think yeah. that the participles in verse nineteen, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, are primarily uh, participles of means. As do I. But also, not results. I think that they're both correct. I think, in other I, words, I liked your word primarily. Yeah, but I think both. Yep. In other words, I think it's like kind of cyclical that one creates the other. Yes. Right. Yep. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that he's saying be, being filled with the Spirit, which is, you know, in other words, I don't think you. I think he's saying be filled with the Spirit in a different way than be born again by the Spirit. Yep. So it's a fresh thing that he's praying for, like he's he's praying for really in the end of chapter three, mm-hmm. uh, that we'd be filled with all the fullness of God. And therefore, I think what he's saying is that that freshness will both draw you in and create the kind of people and community that compel you towards love and light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So result and means. Yeah. But I think means, uh, me, I, th- I think means is... That, that this is one way that we're filled with the Spirit together is a necessary uh, way to understand it and certainly also a result like in the cycle that you just were talking yeah. about. yep. Great. I agree. I'm glad you two agree with each other uh, about means and result. Uh, so, I mean, typically... It's a very, it's a very Tom Steller kind of answer. Yeah. Both are gloriously true. <laughs> Both are gloriously yeah. true. Yeah. Okay, so what did Paul leave off here? What are the other means that he could have put in here that you would say are yeah. like, means parallel to these means? Because he didn't say Bible reading. He didn't say pray. Yep. He said, you know... Although you could argue singing is praying because you're singing from your heart to the Lord. You could argue that we're... I mean, giving thanks could be praying too. Right. I mean, if you look at Colossians, it's kind of a helpful uh, parallel letter. That says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then it lists a bunch of the same things that are here. 
Uh, so certainly being, being, sitting under the word together. I think you go to places about uh, what happens at the communion table as fellowship and being together. Um, you can make a case for baptism in the same way as you're gathered together. Um, yep. So what about, uh, so would you say then Colossians 3? Because you have a very similar, right, mm-hmm. very similar outline. You know, therefore walk in a manner worthy in Ephesians 4 and in Colossians 3 is don't set your minds on things that are on earth, but things in heaven. Then it goes into various uh, like ethics things. And then it ends with a household code. Right. Like both of them, Ephesians yeah. chapter five is going to, you're going to start on it, you know, with wives, husbands, um, you know, slaves, masters, children, uh, or uh, no, it's children, uh, children, parents, slave masters, um, you know, super similar parallel structure in Colossians. When it says, uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, what's the parallel to that here in Ephesians chapter 5? Is that uh, the filling of the Spirit? Be filled with the Spirit is the same as let the word of Christ dwell in you richly? No. I don't think so. Okay, what do you... I just think that he does... There's not a... I don't think there's a direct parallel here. I think sometimes like I do when I preach, sometimes I say something in my list and sometimes I don't. And so he just doesn't have it on this. But so, if you think yeah. there's a parallel, you well, should say Well, here's the it. parallel. Main verb, yep. let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Participles. Mm-hmm. Teaching and admonishing one another in all mm-hmm. wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to the Lord. Sure. In Colossians 3. So at least two of the same things directly. Mm-hmm. And one that's kind of sounds like it. I think that there is at least grammatically sure. a parallel. Sure. Main oh, yeah. verb, yeah. result, and means. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it actually means like let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's not only an existential like memorize the Bible, right, or whatever, right. But that actually like the word of Christ dwelling in you richly, which is wrapped up in the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing the work of the Word, like. When we teach and admonish one another and all Singing, wisdom, and, and when, when we, we sing, sing and when yeah. we're thankful in our hearts to God, sure, it's actually pressing God's word and those commands deeper into our hearts. Absolutely, sure. which is means like it is a it yeah. is a a cycle. It is. I mean, the more that you're, you know, admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, the Lord's going to use that <clears throat> to fill you with more of Himself, which is going to want to make you do it more. Yeah. It's going to want to make you worship more, which is going to you know. <laughs> Do the cycle. Do the cycle. Do the cycle. Do the cycle. <laughs> um, so filled just with the a, spirit cycle. Just double click a little bit on a theological aspect of this. Uh, how often does the filling of the spirit happen? Depends what you mean by filling of the spirit, Daniel. Okay, Nick, what do you mean when you say filling of the spirit? Well, I would say we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit once. Okay. At salvation. So he permanently resides in us yep. and we can ask for fresh experiences of that, fresh power, fresh filling. That doesn't yeah. mean that we didn't have all of it. It just means that we experienced it in a fresh, Better. powerful yeah, way. Yeah. As opposed to what, what might some others say about what the filling of the spirit is, perhaps those in more Pentecostal circles. Just like a second experience, yeah. second tears of Christianity. Yeah. Looks a little mm-hmm. bit more like the book of Acts with like the Samaritans having believed but not having received the spirit uh, or other things like that. Like uh, you need somebody to lay hands on 
Right. You might receive it instead of what seems to be more normative mm-hmm. in the epistles, uh, perhaps. That's good. Anything else you'd say about this text, Nick, Dave, Formula One without a mic? Just wanna, just wanna live it more. Yeah. And, and then next verse, week, verse twenty-one fills out verse. Or next week is gonna fill out verse twenty-one. Yep. In spe- a specific application. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see the household cold code. It will get cold here in our households. But in the meantime, there's the household code with wives submitting, husbands sacrificing, uh, slaves submitting, masters not being harsh, but like treating slaves like brothers. And then parents or dads in specific not being angry and kids honoring and obeying in, in the Lord, which is big. And what are you doing, Dave? Are you just doing up through the end of five? You're doing just husbands, wives? Mm-hmm. 333. Yep, and Bruce, yep. Bruce has all of the uh, stuff with slaves and masters and kids. It's yep. good. Well, we're looking forward to it. Four more weeks in Ephesians, thereabouts, and then we're off to the races in Zeph. Yeah. Anaya. Three. Three more weeks. Three more weeks in Ephesians. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then, uh, yeah. Exciting things coming. Year of the Lord, <laughs> 2024. Looking forward to that too. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Bye.